Hi, Brandy here. Cold weather is here too, and for many of us, that means dry, itchy winter skin. Instead of using the same old anti-itch products this winter, I challenge you to try something new. Tricalm. A recent clinical study showed that Tricalm is five times more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone, which is a topical steroid. Tricalm works on skin irritations like dry, itchy skin people get during colder months without the unwanted side effects of steroids. Plus, Tricalm is backed by the itch-free guarantee. If Tricalm does not stop the itch, you can mail them the empty tube and get a full refund. If you have dry, itchy winter skin, get a tube of Tricalm for your medicine cabinet, your car, even your desk at work. It's guaranteed itch relief that's five times more effective than hydrocortisone with none of the side effects of steroids. Find the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walgreens, Walmart, and CVS pharmacies. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with somebody I feel like I already know, Mary Jo Eustace. Is yes. that how you say your last name? Yes. I always get it wrong. Okay. Girl, <laughs> let's take a deep breath. Okay. I feel like this is going to be more of like we're interviewing each other or like a therapy session. I'm taking session. my jacket off yes. too. You just took yours off. I'm going to take mine off. Yes. yes. Okay. So we all know. <laughs> so your husband was Dean McDermott. Yes. And he's, he still is. Yes. yes. He was. Oh, he was. But yes. you guys, I mean, you guys are divorced. Yes. We're divorced. Yes. We're divorced. Yes. Um, and he, and you guys had a child together and you adopted another baby. And then he went off to do a Lifetime movie yeah. with Tori Spelling. Yeah. Doesn't everybody? Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. everyone, I, every husband that I know. Yeah. Um, and they fell in love. Yes. And... <laughs> Wow. I mean, same exact thing I went through. I know. Isn't it bizarre? They were soulmates. They were soulmates. And you know, it's so funny even talking about it now. Do you get the same feeling sometimes when you talk about it? I'm getting the chills right now. Me too, because it's so bizarre. And you know, it's really interesting. When I went through it, there was absolutely nobody in the world that I could get on the phone and go, is this happening to you? There was nobody. So it was so, so bizarre. So I couldn't call anybody and say, well, you know, they got engaged while we were married. I mean, that's like, you know, and he lit up a forest full of trees and a sleigh and proposed to her. And of course, I, you know, found out all this through the media because I was like a media virgin. I didn't know any of this stuff. You know, when People Magazine called me for my reaction to my marriage ending, they they were saying, if you moved on, I'm like, it's been a week. Right. No, not quite there yet. I Um, mean, don't you feel even now, I mean, it's for me, it's been almost six years it's still hard. Yeah. It's, I mean, because we have to deal with these people in our lives for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We have children together. Well, yeah. And people always probably, well, they did say to me, um, you know, your divorce was so hard because it was in the public forum. And I'm like, well, divorce is always really right. hard. And I always sort of went with that tagline. And now it's like, you know what? It was just so amplified. Right. And it really was a surreal experience. So there's nobody you can actually talk to about this. Get it. Or the fact that like a year later they were doing a reality show declaring their love for each other. You know? I mean, like that it was yeah. on TV. No. And I then mean, I my, watched it. Yeah. I watched yours play out before mine did. So yeah. I kind of, 
I Googled you. I knew everything that you did. I knew when you did your book about di- divorce is stupid. What was that? Was divorce sucks, but divorce it's stupid sucks. Too, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yes. But I was compared to everywhere I went. It was like, oh, you're, you, you, um, or, you know, Mary Jo, they met on a Lifetime movie. They're in love. And then this year, Eddie and Leanne did a reality show. I, yeah. I don't know how you went on their show, honestly, because right. they asked me did to do their really? show. They, they asked did. you to do? They did. They offered a lot of money. They say they didn't, but right. they did. And yeah. I told them to fuck and what, off. Okay. And what was the premise? Like, how would you go on? You'd show up at a soccer game? Like, I, what would I, I happen? I really don't know. I mean, they spent their entire six episodes just trashing me. So right. what, what would I what would I gain from going on a show? I mean, it just there was no point. Right. You, what, you don't have to, though. No, but how do you do it? How did you do it? Well, it's really interesting. I um, they, They've always asked me to do it, like, many years. And I've always said, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Okay. How's this for um, surreal? I walked by a production company in here, a huge production company, that um, came to me six or seven years ago. This guy was so huge, and he came to me with an idea that Dean and Tori wanted to find me love, and they wanted to put me on TV. I know, and that they would that I would like be in the hot tub with my date, and you know, Dean would be on the phone like, "Do you like him?" You know, and they would try and find me a man. Okay, so I'm telling you, I've been offered the lowest of the low oh, to my God. to capitalize on my pain. And this man was a huge producer, and I seriously said, why would I want to be a victim? Like, why would I want to do that? I'd actually right. rather kill myself than do this stupid You're show. You're a strong woman. And don't you feel like... He didn't like it, though. He, he blackballed me from I'm things. So, that's, that's okay. That's you know okay. what? It just Fine. makes you stronger. It really does. I, I really feel like even though my divorce played out in the public eye, as did yours... I almost feel like it was easier for me because I couldn't hide. Like I, I had yeah. to face it. I had to deal with it. I had to deal with all the questions. I couldn't pretend it wasn't happening, which is what a lot of my friends do. Yeah. They hide out, you know, that he's moved out months ago and all of these things. I had to face it every day on Access Hollywood, on Extra, on the cover of Us Weekly, yeah. every fucking day yeah. of my life. And yeah. so... I feel in some weird way it helped me to move on more quickly. Yeah. Because I had no choice. I couldn't sweep it under the rug. And Eddie, knowing me and my big mouth, I was shocked that he thought that I was going to go away and be quiet. Right. Like he married me. He knew how outspoken I was when he married me. Spent 13 years with me. That's my marriage which is very 13 similar. years. Yeah. I was married for eight, but 13 together. Yeah, 13 years we were and married. It's like, what do you think? I'm just going to go away and, and not answer. Or like, he played what I think happened to you, that there was this horrible marriage that he was saved. He found true love because we were we were having such a bad marriage. Yeah. Really? I yeah. had a two-year-old, and we were planning our next vacation. Yeah. And a, and a six-year-old. Well, it goes to the point of your whole life is rewritten. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I was the older, crankier, more unattractive, scorned, like, right, scorned exactly. woman who was First pining First of all, let me just say, you okay. are a beautiful woman well, and way more attractive than Tori. I'm sorry. It's well, just true. Well, thank you. But I, So I was portrayed that way as being pathetic. We all are. You know, and like living in a shopping cart and, you know, and that I was getting in the way of this beautiful love story. So it was really, really difficult for me. And I think that it, it playing out in the public eye is, is interesting, but on some level, I found it disconnecting because it was happening out there, and I don't really think I internally how horrible it, it was. Right. You're right, though. You go right into survival mode. You have I mean, to. You, you have to. In, in that sense, I had to really. And everywhere you go, everybody knows. What's and everybody going on. knows about it. Yeah. And you become that girl in the story. Yep. Right. Everything. I was in Europe like last year in Saint Tropez, 
um, and on you know on a cruise with a billionaire that ended badly. But uh, <laughs> we we met this fantastic woman, and she said, "Your name sounds familiar." And I said, "Well, you know." And she's like, "Oh my God, you're that girl. You are that girl." And she said, "You know, I've suffered too." And meanwhile, her husband was a gajillionaire, and she had this right. great lifestyle. But she said, "I have suffered. Like I really relate to your story." Yeah. Across the world, like it resonates. I was at. Teresa's um, mother's birthday party, 75-year-olds, they knew the story. Oh, they come up and, I mean, women come up and hug me to this yeah. day saying, thank God you had a voice because the same thing happened to me. I get like letters in the mail. Like, I can't even tell you. I get money sometimes. Oh, good. Just Send like, me just money. Like, just, well, $5. But, but still. I mean, and I mean, prayer that's, cards. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it really does go to show this, these women, they needed someone to, to not back down. And it, as much as it's difficult for yourself and myself and as much as we'll never escape that label of right. the score next life oh you're that girl the the leanne girl the dean the choice yeah yeah that will always be a conversation and that may suck but we've helped so many people to to admit that this is happening and to be strong and to find their sass again i really yeah. believe that yeah i mean because didn't you feel um it's so funny but didn't you feel that um that people were almost out to get you, that there was a force of nature outside of your divorce that you couldn't control, that everything you said or did, I mean, and I wasn't being paranoid. It was really a bizarre experience because it was being so spun in one way, like you were sort of losing control and you had to be very careful of the people you trusted and the people you talked to. I didn't trust anyone. Every tabloid had my phone number. Somehow they got it. Every time I picked up a phone, it's like, do you want to comment on this? And I would find myself just mouthing off and then all of a sudden it's in the tabloids and I had never been in that world before. I'm Canadian. Hello. No, I mean, it just, it was so new to me and yeah. I didn't want to be, I was very happy being a wife and a mother, yeah. the woman behind the man who wanted to be an actor and wanted to be out there. I didn't need any of that. Yeah. But when this all happened, I really didn't know how to handle it except for being my feisty self. And I wrote a book as did you. And yeah. I mean, you have a lot of books, but I wrote a couple about, it was so cathartic. I really had to do it. And I had to be honest about my depression, about drinking too much about trying to keep it together for the kids. Yeah. I mean, it was so hard. And even when, when people come up to me and they say, get over it already, like put it behind you. Do you ever really get over it? Well, I think that anybody who's been through a divorce, um, I think you don't. And, 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 and that's not to say you can't move on and have great relationships. But I think when your family is dismantled, I really think it is so painful. And I was just talking to my mother about this because there's four kids in my family, three divorces. That's major, right? So um, not a good track record. Um, Meanwhile, my parents are coming down to visit me next week. They've been married over 50 years. But um, uh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Dysfunctional marriage though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But that's what, I mean, it is what it is. Maybe that's what works. But um, I think that when you think back, like, I don't know. 10 years ago and we were all together for holidays and the kids and everybody's just, you know, sort of dissipated, disbanded. I think it's a really hard thing to get over because it's your primary relationships. It's your husband, it's your kids, it's your heart and soul. And I think that when it's broken apart, whether it's publicly or privately, it's, I think it's hard. And I think it, it will always be a part of your story. Even if you can look back on the pain and say, you know, I'm not in pain anymore. This did happen. Yeah. Now I'm in a wonderful place, but it doesn't, it doesn't disappear from your story. Yeah. It is, it made you, it made me who I am today, Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't be where I am today if that hadn't happened. Yeah, well, look at the weird trajectory from it. It's Isn't it crazy. bizarre? It's crazy. Yeah. I kind of feel like, gosh, maybe this was supposed to happen to give me my voice. I'm yeah. not sure. And I, I, I don't regret anything. I wish, 
I wish them well. And all of that said, I, I feel like almost that I needed to figure, I needed to go through this to find myself. Yeah. Because in a marriage, a lot of times you lose your individuality yeah. and you become a unit and a we and you forget me. I don't know if that happened with you or you're always a businesswoman. Well, but I, I had a career, but I wrote about that in my book because we came down here for his career. Um, so I acquiesced. I did all this stuff, you know, um, to, to support him. And I really did. Yeah. Um, and I, you do. You become part of that team and you sort of, you're just like you that supportive yourself. wife. Yeah. Um, and people laugh at that knowing my personality, but I tried. Me too. Everyone's like, were you always outspoken? Were you always ha-? I'm like, yes, but I, I was, was madly too. in love. Yeah. And all I wanted was for him to be happy and for us to have this wonderful family. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to say, you know, I don't like that shirt. Don't wear it. Or, you know, I, I've always been me, but my number one priority was him. Yeah. And I regret that now. You know, I mean, I was 23 when I met him, 36 when I got a divorce, and I kind of left in my 30s not knowing who the fuck I was. Yeah, well, so many women are in that position. I, like, I have no, I have no, you know, skill set. I didn't go to college. I, what the hell am well, I Well, that's what do? I was talking about in the book, right? Like yeah. these women who acquiesce, and we all do, and then all of a sudden you're getting a divorce and your husband's probably being a dick in, in the divorce. The worst. You know, I mean. It brings out the worst of oh, people. Oh, it's just disgusting. Right. I, I know people have fought over duct tape. I'm serious. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, uh, I, what is it? The word I'm thinking of? I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, what am I? <laughs> and thinking? saran wrap, like the most ridiculous things, and and you know, being in 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 that position, and and when you go through a divorce, you have to be an advocate for yourself, and nobody teaches us how to stand up because we all want to be lovable, and you're kind of. Sometimes you have to be unlovable to stand up for yourself and take control, and we're not used to doing that. Yeah. Um, so I think in, if you don't do that in divorce, you've probably seen a lot of your friends who don't, and they let it slide, Yes, and then they're screwed. And th- that that's the truth. Like, you really have to stand up for yourself. Now, I remember reading, like, years ago that, that Tori had to bring a knife in a meeting to meet with you, and I'm thinking... <clears throat> What? T- please explain that. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened to you. I can't believe it. <laughs> Not yet. Fingers crossed. Soon, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you never know. Is there a season two for their reality show? I don't know. It, it did get canceled. That is a shocker. It is so. It's so sad. It's a shocker, it's a but shame. it was a paycheck. So that's, yeah. No, it's true. So it, yeah. You know okay. how that goes. I, I mean, you, do you still get child support? Uh, I do. Right. I do. Until Tell me he's eighteen. Yeah. But what about the adopted daughter? You don't get child support for her? no. Huh. Mm-hmm. And you guys adopted her while you were together. We adopted uh, Lola, my beautiful daughter, Lola, who's nine years old, nine and a half years oh. old. We adopted her before he went to do the Lifetime movie. Um, so we adopted her. So she was seven weeks old when he was on the movie and, you know, when it all fell apart. And um, her adoption uh, turned into a very difficult situation because the birth father came after me thinking that I was connected with the spelling money. Right. So exactly. they thought that they could, you know fight for Lola. And um, Dean signed off on Lola. And, you know, I've always gone back and forth on that decision. Like, was that the best or the worst thing? But now she's the most confident, like balls to the wall, like she's going to rule the world. And she has confidence because nobody's ever abandoned her. Nobody's ever not been there for her. And she brings it up sometimes. And I just, I just avoid the question. Um, But it is, she's going to get more clear on what happened. Of course. She, you know, no, so he didn't. So I, wow. she's, so yeah. does he have contact with her? Um, he has over the years. He has over the years. Hmm. Yes. Now, how do you feel about him having a gazillion more babies? Well, um, didn't he get a vasectomy or is, I think the vasectomy I, I might be I, I don't watch her show. I, when I found out they had a show on, listen, 
there's just, I can't support that. I really believe that the way you get your man is the way you'll lose your man. And I recently was asked about Tori. How do I feel about Tori? Listen, I don't want anything bad to like ill to come upon her. I go, but you know, karma's a bitch. Yeah. I go, what goes around comes yeah. around. I'm like, oh, you really like dished out. I'm like, do you guys not understand? Well, no, that's the whole thing. Like, I don't. That's an obviousity. Okay. I mean, like the whole smoke and mirrors about it, right? The fact is, we were married. We were in the process of adopting a daughter. Yeah, you wouldn't we'd, do that if you no, had a bad marriage. No, we'd been together 13 years to do an adoption. You have to do psychological testing. You have to do security. You have to do home visits. This isn't like buying a TV. So this was a really, really big commitment that we were making together. Absolutely. You know, so there, there was, there was nothing that was a secret about that. And it was what happened. Like the marriage was broken up. Um, you know, so you take responsibility for it. Absolutely. If it happens, it's going to happen again, but it's how you handle it after. Listen, it, you know, I really do feel like what goes around comes around and really once a cheater, always a cheater, which he's proving actually. Um, but I, I do, I just feel like it's the way, listen, people fall out of love. They fall in love. Like this shit happens every right. single day, right. but it's how you handle it after the fact right. that really- it's your character. Exactly. That yeah. shows. That's, that's what I've not, I have not had an apology. Well, it's so interesting you say that mm-hmm. because I've had nothing until- A show. So you came on to save no. their show. <laughs> well, I, well, I did and I did get the highest ratings. I know. Okay. I, I read just, that. Yeah, of course you did. Saying, you know, and my hair did look good. That's all I cared your about. Your hair always looks good. I well, was going to say, I need to get your colors It's a little info. dirty now. It's eight days, but- um, Please don't. Yeah, it's, it's eight days. I, I wash it once well, it a week. Good. Thank you. Um, I did go on the show, but what uh, what's really interesting that happened a, a week ago is that Dean, my ex husband, um, apologized to me, and and there had been no apology. There had been nothing for years and years and years, and he's deep into his recovery right now, and he came to my house. And he... Is this on camera or off camera? This was off camera. Oh, that's shocking. This was off camera. Okay. This was that's off camera. Interesting. Unless he had a pocket cam. I don't think so. It was... <laughs> There's it was, a GoPro. <laughs> behind. So like, there was a boom. I did. I should have noticed that. Um, <laughs> no, he came in and he... he uh, uh, we went in, I went into the kitchen to get him a coffee and I turned around and he was right behind me and said, I'm, I'm sorry. And for two or three hours took responsibility wow. for everything. How many years later now? Ten. Wow, so yeah. I have a way to go. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you might have a few more years. Yeah. I was absolutely, completely shocked. Now, did he try to make out with you? A little bit, but wouldn't you? <laughs> Duh. I mean, if Duh. I had to get home to that, I would definitely be trying to make out with you. But did you guys ever, after Tori and Dean hooked up the first time, did you ever get back together with him? Was there that? Because I, I did with oh, my ex. I, oh, oh. I did. When he was with... Um, when he was with Leanne. With yes. Leanne. Does she know that? She, she does I made now. sure she knew. Well, no, yeah. I, 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 I was really... <laughs> allegedly, I taped our phone conversations and might have mailed them to her. Uh, okay, you know what? That happens. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> allegedly, it might have happened. Okay. So she knew that and she took him back? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. But I, but I almost did it as a way... To show. To get revenge and to yeah. say, we didn't have a bad marriage. He's still sitting here saying, take me back. I love you. And we're having sex and you're you're still willing to be with this guy. So how long did that go on for that you guys were doing that? Well, he he didn't move out of the house for almost a year. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So we were oh, living no. in separate bedrooms in the same house, house in this really unhealthy. He would leave for weeks at a time and then right. come back and like right. get his stuff. It was just a shit so, show. Okay. So how did it all happen? So it broke that... Um, 
they met in the Lifetime movie. Right. That probably got nominated for an Oscar. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I never yeah. saw no, it. No, it was so good. <laughs> I never saw it. So as soon as that happened, did like the press report that they were together? No. Or did they um, wait? Or No. See, I went to visit Eddie on set. Yeah. And I brought my five-year-old at the time, Mason. And... I could just tell there was this chemistry, even though her husband was there with her. Right. And I had actually told, I, I convinced Eddie to do this movie because we needed I did the money. Too. I did too. I was like, just do it. I thought she's married. I didn't find her threatening. I told him way. to become friends with Tori Spelling because of Aaron Spelling. I, I mean, that's not to. a bad thing. I'm like, yeah. you need, listen, she's got a big fan base. Like, go do this movie, get the money, get out. And, you know, in the past, he would have beautiful co-stars and I would be a little jealous and it would bother me watching him. I couldn't watch it. It made me a little crazy. Yeah. But I just wasn't threatened. I'm like, she's married. She's not your type. Like, go. Right. And then when I went, yeah, when I went to visit, I could just tell there was something between them, and it was really off. And finally, I just said, "What are you? What's going on, you guys?" And they're like, "No, you're crazy. You're this." I took a flight in the middle of the night with my son, went home. He came back. He convinced me that I was crazy, and I'm like, okay. So we had a few double dates with Leanne and her husband. Oh God, that's a lifetime movie. Yeah, no, it really. Was it should be? Um, oh, did they ever get up and leave the table at the same time? No, but there was other. Th- I mean, it was obvious. It was just I, I, I can't even tell you how hard it was. I mean, I saw this happening before my eyes, oh. and I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, am I the only one? And then Dean, her husband, which is a funny yeah, name, I mean, yeah. so many parallels. Yeah, yeah, came to me and he's like, "There's something going on," and I said, "Yeah, there is," and he's like, "Well, what do we do?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, and so we. I told him, absolutely no more friendship with her. You're done. No, no, no more talking to her. He gets home. They get um, video surveillanced in a restaurant making out, and it's on the cover of Us Weekly. Great. And I thought he had no more contact with her. Yeah. That, so that was sort of the tipping point. Yeah. And so yeah, it was that good. That would do it. Yeah. yeah. You read about it in The Inquirer, correct? Um, I um, uh, Well, yes and no. I um, He literally went away to do a two-and-a-half-week movie shoot, I swear to God. And the, the bizarre thing was I couldn't get in touch with him. Which I always can get in touch right. with. And we just adopted Lola. And um, I thought, this is sort of weird. And I went to bed one night and I thought, you know what? Something does not feel right. And I called my neighbor across the street. And I said, Liz, I just have a bad feeling about this. Here's the irony. She was married to Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place. So we all oh have these God. weird little... She's divorced you know that now. My ex-husband used to date Tori. I do- Are you serious? Yes. Oh, she was on, on 90210 with her and they went out. A few times. So I'm sure they slept together. So some random way we've slept together. Oh, my ah! God. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. It's oh, crazy. God. Really? Yes. Did, I keep getting that I know. I can see them. I want to dish on that after. I need, I need to ask you some I, questions. Uh, uh. Um, I, <laughs> I don't – it's just hard for me. I, when I look at somebody like your ex-husband, and I know you have a child with him, I – my skin crawls. Yeah, I got it. Mine too. I mean, when I see Eddie, everyone's like, oh, he's got so it. attractive. He's, you look right past that. You see what happened from the inside. Yeah. And you're just like, ugh. Now, when you guys were going through your divorce, did he did he kind of put you through it? Or he put me he, through it. He put yeah. me through it. And so I think your original question was way back. Did he ever try and get back together? There was like a few occasions where there mm-hmm. was – but nothing happened. But it was like there was definitely um, – he, I think he had some, uh, some regret. regret. I think yeah. he had some regret. Um, but oh my God, they made it horrible for me. And I write about this in my book, like so I can say it. Yeah, no, it's not um, bad enough. What you're going she through. She hired the best lawyer that she was paying for him. She was, so I went. You know, I was into savings, going for my divorce, and the whole you know 
the whole thing. And it was hell. It was hell because they wouldn't let me leave California. I wanted to go back to Canada to work, right. which I did for a couple of years. I did some TV shows and radio and things there. Um, but they wouldn't let me leave. That's why I had to meet her. And back to your point, that's when apparently she brought um, a knife in her purse. <laughs> In my little bungalow in the valley, You're I'm so sitting gangster. there. You are gangster. Oh, I'm totally ghetto. Look yeah, at me. I, I seriously, listen, I'm scared. I'm so scared. I, I mean, I would, I would not survive in prison. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, so she, we had to have this meeting. Dean wanted me to meet Tori, and that was part of the caveat that I could go back to Canada if I met her and gave the, you know, the thumbs up, the seal of approval. So why would she need that? Why does she need that? Uh, who knows? Uh, that makes no sense. Yeah, to me. he wanted it to happen. Okay, maybe he thought he was I in a lifetime time, movie. You know the whole thing. So, anyway, she canceled, and then she came to the house. And in her book, and I always think this is interesting. She wrote that she came in track pants and running shoes in deference to my age and my appearance to not make me feel bad about myself. But in reality, she skipped up my um, pathway in thigh high boots, tight jeans, and pigtails. And this big bag. The bag was big, I have to admit. And right. she did hold on to it very closely during our meeting. Um, so I sat with her like for three hours and talked well, to her. What was that like? I mean, was she on the defense? Was she... She wanted to be like my friend. Your best friend. My best friend. I, I went through this as yeah, well. Yeah, because I really want to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. That's really you know what I want to do. And um, when I did point out to her that I didn't think that she was really a good person, that really bothered her. She did not want to own that. You know, that was a big sticking point with her. I said, well, you know what? It's not really a great thing to do. But I was dancing a fine line because I wanted her. Oh, and Dean called during the meeting to see how it was going. No, he called during the meeting. And she's like, hey, babe, I love you too. She said, no, we're having a great time. And she looked at me and she said, Mary Jo and I are soulmates. And I was like, I I did this. I looked around. Like, where's the camera? Right, right. You're getting Seriously? Seriously. So I should have been medicated. That's what all my friends said. And I wasn't medicated through any of this. But in retrospect, I should have been. You should have been. I so should have been. So three hours with her. Oh, my God. Three hours. uh, I went to therapy with Eddie and Leanne by myself. Did he pay? Um, I don't remember. I think it was her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think he can pay for much. Okay. So she paid uh, for the therapy. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but I was in my Pilates clothes. I came straight from the gym. I had a clip in my hair, no makeup. She had like rows of lashes and like come fuck me shoes on right. and it's 10 a.m. Yeah. And she's crying in the therapy session and he's holding her hand and passing her tissues and I'm going... Am I in the fucking... And the therapist agreed with me. So she switched therapists three times until she found one that would agree with her. Right. And I I kind of... I can't believe you did that. I mean, that is... I did it for my children. You would have done it too. So, okay, do people know this about you? I I should know that. Okay, good. Because so you really gave it the college try. I really did. I had them over for Easter one year. I've done, they made out the whole time. It was just me. Did they do the Easter egg hunt? Yes. (laughs) She put the eggs down his pants or something weird happened. I mean, they were just making out the whole time. And I'm like, I don't. I mean, I'm over the heartbreak at this point, and I want my kids to be happy. They're happiest when we're all together. Yeah. So it was just like, they would make out my son who remembers my eldest, my little one, thank God, doesn't remember the divorce, yeah. would look at me to see if I was okay with daddy kissing somebody else. And I'm just thinking, guys, like it's Easter. Yeah. Like, let's get a room. About, let's think about our eight-year-old here. Yeah. 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 Um, That's not particularly classy. But do you think that there's, there's a, a lot of um, parallels with Leanne and Tori as well because they grew up very privileged. 
on TV, in the public eye, did they really ever grow up? Is that This is what she's always saying. I didn't have a childhood. I'm like, well, you're making up for it now because you're acting like a child. Right. But do you think that there's something to that? Um, I, you know, I don't know Leanne Rhymes that much. I just, no, I just, I, my, I don't know. my impression is that she's sort of mentally unstable. Like I'm not, right. I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not no, you talking to, like you're, you're reading and you seeing just what like, I see. Correct. I don't even get it on any level why you're, but I don't know your ex-husband, right. why he would gravitate towards that. I can't even, I don't get it. I, I don't no. get it. <laughs> right. So I can't even speak to it because I right. can't even. From what I've seen, I can't imagine. So, right. and then people do say the same thing to me. Um, I I don't know because it's that um, what do they call it? That entitled emotional intelligence, right? You know, all of us probably our childhoods were just as hard or just as challenging, but right, in, in a different, different way, in a different way. And we have stuff to deal with and baggage that we carry around, but it was sort of never afforded to us that. We have it, but, right. but these women, because they're in the spotlight, whatever their issues are, in some way forgive their behavior. And uh, you know what? It's To me, it's trashy behavior. So it doesn't yeah. matter how much money you have or how much access. That sort of behavior is just, you know, well, I'm just not taking responsibility. No, I mean, at really, all. I, I think that it would have done them both a world of good to just had said, I'm sorry, this is what happened. You know, I want down the road to be friends and I will do my best to respect you right. as the mother of his right. children and let's move forward. And, you know, it's going to be rocky for a little while, but rather than posting pictures of my children online, oh, look at my happy boys. Right, and right. It was more like antagonistic. Yeah. And, I, I, and it sent me over the edge. I had to get medication. Lexapro was my best friend. Lexapro, I was, let me write that down. Yeah, no, it was great. Teresa, I, I'm write that down. It. I'm not going to lie, but it, it um, I went batshit crazy. I was just like, this is, I'm like, you can have the kids, you can have my friends, you can, or you can't have the kids, you can have my husband. Right. Have the, she moved in like a mile away from my oh, house. Oh God, so stalking. Yeah. Okay. It was really yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, I've had the same thing. I've had, uh, it's been horrendous. I mean, over the years, I, the, the, the team, the one, two punch has been unbelievable and humiliating. I've been, you know, right. really no, I humiliated. Do. I know. And I've, I've been, I've been blocked from doing TV and stuff that, you know, um, when I do a good job and I go in on my own merits and then it's not liked. And, you know, I've had the whole, the whole array. Don't you ever feel like, just leave me alone. Like you've done this, you're there, you're with, you got your man, you, you know, leave me alone. Do you ever feel that way? Well, I do. I mean, especially, you know, um, this last year and a half was really a challenging year because of the reality show. I mean, it was, you know. It was not leave it to beaver. Let's be honest. It it was, it was pretty in your face and, uh, we didn't really know anything about it. Um, so I was really, you know, concerned. I refused to watch a show, but I did my homework and I've seen the tabloids. I never watched it. I've never watched anything, but I did watch one episode before I went on because I thought I better. Yeah. You got to do your homework. I got to know what I'm, uh, I'm stepping into here. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why I did it. But, um, so, uh, yeah, so so my daughter a, a year ago got alopecia. Oh. And lost like All 60 or 70% of her hair. So full on nervous breakdown for me. I should have got that Lexapro from you. I mean, not sleeping, like <laughs> just crazed, crazed. And then I'm having to deal with this stuff with the reality show where we can't locate Dean. You know, so I'm trying to get in touch with Tori. Like, where's Dean? Like, I'm worried. Is this story true? He told me right. he was in Alaska, but meanwhile, I saw a picture of him on Sunset Avenue drinking a smoothie. So where is he? 
Like I, you know, right. And I didn't get any help in that regard. And then the next day it was announced he was in rehab and I gave a st- little statement to people. And my sister called me from New York and she said, when's the reality show happening? And I wanted to say yeah, that in my same. statement, but I didn't want to come across as a biatch. But the but thought there, bubble was, but- when are they going to film this? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, like a week later, they were going to film it. And that was really, really difficult. I had like radar online showing up at my door, Ugh, asking me if Dean was a sex worst. addict. My daughter Lola was playing how, tennis. How, how would you know at this point? And by the way, I mean, I think it's an easy way out for a lot of people to say, yeah. listen, I'm a, I'm a, a cheater. We'll just call it a sex addict, put right. a label on it and go, go get help yeah. and then all will be fine. Right, right. And it's sort of the underlying thing is, oh, you like sex? You're really good at sex? I mean, there's, I mean, it's not the worst addiction you can have. Right. So. And then you go with a bunch of other people that also like sex. That sounds like a really good time. <laughs> I, I know. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. It's an easy way out. And then the next day it was like, oh, do you know he's in psychiatric lockup? And I, I mean, I was like, really? Um, and it was so raw. Is this the man you knew? Um, I mean, no. No, yes and no. I mean, in the sense that he was always um, had compulsive behavior and a sort of an addictive personality, just like he'd get obsessed with something, whether it was golf or fly right. fishing or whatever it was or cooking or, you know, he would get obsessed Everyone, with it. Every, yeah. Right? And then he would buy everything in the store about it. Oh, my God. Are they not friends? They must be. They should be. Okay, okay. I don't know. They're they're sharing a personality. But really quickly, we have to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. To the runners and lifters, to the weekend warriors and triathletes, injuries are a fact of life. If you don't want to slow down for ice therapy, get Arctic Ease Instant Cold Wraps. You've never experienced anything like Arctic Ease before. It's cold therapy you use while you're still active. Run, bike, lift, and keep your joints or muscles wrapped and cool. I actually had Fraxel on my hands the other day, and I put them around my hands, and it cooled the burn, and I felt really good. Sounds weird, but, you know, I find a way to use everything. Arctic Ease wraps stay in place while giving you similar recovery benefits to ice therapy. The surprising thing is there's no freezer needed. The sleek design fits comfortably and with no bulky ice. They're reusable, that means you're saving money, clinically tested, and proven effective. Just put Arctic Ease on and you have targeted, instant, cold, and compression therapy where you need it before, during, and after exercise. For pain, swelling, and injuries, you can safely use Arctic Ease for instant, long-lasting cold compression therapy, even while you're training. You've got to try this to believe it. It really does work. So don't put your training on ice. Get reusable Arctic Ease cold wraps at CVS Pharmacy and get instant cooling relief when and where you need it. Or visit arcticease.com. Hi there and get ready. This is Bonnie Fuller, President and Editor-in-Chief of HollywoodLife.com. And we have got a brand new podcast coming at you. We've got tons of amazing celebrity news and big star interviews. This is Chloe Malas, the senior entertainment reporter for Hollywood Life. And I have to tell you, I'm most excited for Bonnie Fuller to mispronounce some of the biggest celebrity names like Scarlett Johansson, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and then my favorite, Ariana Grundle. Remember those, Bonnie? (laughs) (laughs) Those are Canadian pronunciations. Download a brand new episode every Thursday at Podcast one.com that's podcast one.com hey as you know valentine's day is fast approaching and we all need to send gifts to our loved ones so why not make it easy on yourself and use amazon amazon helps support the podcast and keeps it free by offering my show a small commission on the products you purchase 
The next time you purchase something on Amazon, please first click on the support the sponsors banner on my podcastone.com show page, and there you will see my lovely Amazon banner. You can use my Amazon banner even if you're located in Canada or the UK. Also, to make it easier for all future Amazon purchases, feel free to bookmark my Amazon URL. In addition to Amazon, please also support all the wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you, and now back to our show. All right, we're back with Mary Jo. This is one of my favorite interviews of all time. I am loving it. We have so much in common. It is ridiculous. And may I make a suggestion? Yes. Because we're, we're sisters from another mother. Yes. You and I need to do a show. Yeah. I'm serious. Where we go and we help women with this issue. It would be so empowering. You're getting goosebumps. Wait, you don't understand. I have a yes. meeting on Saturday. I just pitched that idea for myself. I'll tell you when we get off the air. Okay, I don't no, want anyone no, to steal have it. To. But I have a meeting on Saturday with a great... I don't okay. want to say who. Okay. So, and I will tell you about my idea. That, yes. That, it's really... Yes. Okay, that has been my idea that, that I think that we would be perfect to do that because right. it's empowering and inspiring. It is, and, and I, it can I, be fun. You yeah. Can be, you can be the conservative one. Well, and I I'm not be, that... I'm actually I'll not... I'll be setting fires and murdering I'm, motorcycle tires. I'm actually not that conservative. Well, I'm definitely not. That's for sure. Okay. No, but I'm going to tell you about it. It's the okay, good. We're perfect. Here. It's perfect. Um, I do think that it, it, there's not a lot of women out there that can handle... Say, I'm called the scorn woman everywhere I go. The right. scorn ex-wife. The scorn this. And I'm like, oh, enough already. I'm having more sex than most of my single friends. There's nothing scorn Or married about friends, me. let's be honest. Yeah, well, obviously. That's, more, that's most obviously. Most married friends. Yeah. But it's, but it's a... It's a uh, what do you call it? A label I can't escape and I want to, but at the same time, I've kind of embraced it a bit. Like how, what is, what is your take on that? The scorned woman? Well, it's like something that number one was happened to you, put onto you. And because right. you stood up for yourself, you're a scorned woman. Like it sounds like you were really, but that's in, really what people are, you know, are right. Saying. Well, they don't like, okay. Strong women. And I've had this my whole life because I mean, in Canada, uh, I had a show and I was, I got a lot of hate mail because I was very... Um, outspoken? Outspoken. I, I did a show with a little gay man and I outed him on air. But we were best <laughs> friends. But we right. did about 800 episodes of cooking shows. But I was, you know, when I did my radio show, I wanted to have the mayor on because I was upset about the garbage. I mean, like, I get really fired up about stuff. So people either get me or they don't, right. you know. So um, when you actually stand up for yourself, some people don't like it. Yeah, Women get really afraid. uncomfortable with it. And it sounds like you were really madly in love with your husband in your life. He and was. I don't I don't know if Dean was my soulmate. Um, so for me to be called scorned because of this extreme action that he did when I actually had issues, you right. know, with him was so kind of insulting to me. Like I was pining at home for him yeah, every day. Yeah, the changed their – they need to get some new – taglines because I, I I'm not scorned yeah I'm I mean immediately I went out and yes I was depressed I started having sex with way too many guys because I thought that, that where like me- where do you go for that tell me because oh, I don't know like, I went to Eddie's Rolodex and made sure that he knew a couple of them really yeah I was a little I didn't bit get eventual. Dean's Rolodex it wasn't yeah. a good Rolodex well I could <laughs> tell which one of his guy friends always used to flirt with me and so I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little taste of your own medicine. So you did some revenge sex. I did, I did some revenge sex. I did. I yeah. did a lot of revenge things in the very beginning because I was so hurt and yeah. I lashed out and I... I should like, have slept with there in spelling maybe. I don't yeah, know. right? Yeah. Oh. I did well. You know, uh, I, yes. I should have thought it through a bit better. Oh, well. 
Well, you know, I, I think that you and I are so much better off. I mean, we I wouldn't be where I am today if this didn't happen, and you have so much going on. Tell us about what you have going on. Um, well, I'm developing a show with Brandy. Yes, I actually, obviously. Actually, um, and I am, uh, there's another show that I'm developing, which is really fun with food and women and nice. wine um, that could be really great. And believe it or not, I might do a skincare hair Caroline. Your hair is amazing. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be. That's amazing. It's yeah. a great idea. I'm obsessed with skincare. I yeah. actually just went to this woman yesterday and I have I have acne and I pick up my skin and so after it heals, the marks that were red turn white. Right. There's nothing you can do when you have white dots on like so she is a tattoo artist, but she doesn't She fills in the white dots? She fills in the white dots. Really? And she makes them skin colored. And so you think like a scab for a minute and you have to do it three times. It's incredibly expensive. And she does it for women who have stretch marks and stuff on their stomachs. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean, it's very expensive and she's very Because you have no white dots. Well, yeah, Teresa I, was just I saying do, how great your skin going, is. Or it's not. Like I'm going I had to put makeup on it with thank you, but I am obsessed with skin. Yes. So and am I. I I have every product. I buy skincare. I have an oxygen machine. I have the LED lights. I have everything at my house. You sleep in a coffin like Michael Jackson. Everything that you can do. I want that like beauty bed. That's all LED lights. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. Like that. I don't spend money on clothes. Yeah. It's all beauty products. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. So I'm, I'm doing that. And um, I have my book coming out in the Spring Scared Wheatless. And it's a food memoir. We went gluten-free. Uh, and how did that... How did, you, did you find it made a big difference? It did. It, it did. did. It did. Because, you know, autoimmune... I mean, I go into it a bit in the book because my daughter was diagnosed with alopecia, alopecia. a year and a half ago. That's when I had my breakdown. Um, Happens. And uh, it, it's autoimmune. And that all those autoimmune diseases, those weird diseases where your body attacks itself. But it kind of makes sense. Like think of all the toxins we put in our right, body, like true. all the crap we eat, all the stress. Because originally your body is sort of perfectly calibrated to fight Balanced, the bad, the right. bad antigens. But what happens with autoimmune is your body gets confused and starts attacking hair follicles and, you know, lupus and... That's- yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis. So in Lola's case, it was alopecia and her hair was coming out in clumps. Wow. Having like just a complete nervous breakdown. Did research, got in touch with a nutritionist who said she's never seen more sick kids in her life. Yeah. And um, we went gluten-free. And it made a big difference. And, um, you know, and I was like really autoimmune. One more thing in my life that I have right. to deal with is gluten-free bullshit. Um and we took it head on. And my son fought me. Meanwhile, he eats gluten-free and he loves it. He doesn't even know the difference. And it's just a realistic way to do it that you don't want to kill yourself. It can't be hard. No, I don't want to. It can't be hard. I have a whole section called High Five, which is five ingredients or less. So now, is is it more expensive to to buy gluten-free? Because, you know, kids are expensive to shop That's a really good question, actually. And I... um, I partnered with Sprouts. I'm oh, obsessed nice. with Sprouts. Oh, yeah, that's great. Whole Foods. I'm sorry. No, whole I, 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 I know. I don't get it. I, I don't can't get afford it. it. No, either My kids can eat I. All day. And the produce. I, I. I'm not impressed with it. But Sprouts. I called them because it's affordable. Their products are amazing. They do lots of great gluten-free products. They have their own product lines, and that's what we wanted. You know, dispel that image that it's really costly to do it. It because, is because they or, make it I easy. It was. Well, that's it, good. It's no, actually I, not. I just discovered Sprouts. By yeah. the way, I had never been in. I'm I like, love it. This is. Whole Foods, but I can actually afford it. My kids make fun of me for driving to Sprouts in Burbank. I go to Sprouts. There's one in Encino. Is it? No, it's on Ventura Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Woodland Hills. Yeah, yeah, Woodland Hills. Yeah. So when I went in, yeah. I was like, what is this place? I went in and I was like, I can I can do this. I love it. Whole Foods is, I just, my, it's know, ridiculous. Boy, they're boys. They eat all day, every yeah, day. But yeah. my eldest, Mason, was in and out of the emergency room all summer. He had um, went into anaphylactic shock for no reason. Never had allergies in his life. Oh my God. And we'll discuss that more when. Okay. 
we're done here. And I'll tell you what, you know, some of the doctor said, and I mean, I want to do something to make our diet better, but I just have to watch every penny, you know? I'm, I'm, well, me too. I mean, I, me too. So I wanted this book and in, in, in the introduction, I talk about it. It can't be expensive. If it's expensive, no one's going to do it. And by the way, why should good food be a privilege? It's, you should not have to pay a fortune for good food. It is just, it drives me crazy. That right. If it's can. good for you, usually it's the stuff that costs so much money and right. it's like, ah, right. you know, you pay $6 for tuna or do you pay two fifty for tuna? And it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not huge, right. It's actually, it's, it's actually a right to be able to eat good food. It's a crime. Yeah. They're yeah. committing a crime. This is abuse for yeah. our bodies. Yeah. And for kids. Yeah. No, You it should is. be able to. So the whole thing is I made it totally affordable and um, I have a whole section where I talk about I'm obsessed with Ziploc bags and I put everything in Ziploc bags for the week and I throw it in and then um, I cook during the week with it and the fact is when you, once you get a little up and running it's cheaper to do really? yeah because economics are a huge thing for people I'm a coupon clipper I'm at Ralph's separate. my friends all laugh at me yeah I mean I do go to Galson's to get meat or I will go to Whole how Foods how far do you drive get... for cheap gas? oh my god yeah. it's ridiculous yeah, but I am that person but yet I have a very expensive car but I'm like uh, you know there has to be a balance yeah yeah um it's just, it's so hard. And I cook every, I love to cook. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a cookbook. Actually, um, my publisher came to me and they want to do a cookbook. And I, I said, I wanted to make it funny and a little more provocative than your normal cookbooks. But the stuff that I'm making, you know, there's cream, there's butter. I did a cougar cookbook. I saw that. That's I amazing. I did a cougar cookbook. Yeah. I cook, I cook high fat. I cook low fat. I, I cook everything. But my whole motto, I've done seriously 800 episodes of cooking shows and if it's not easy, if it's not fun, and if it's too expensive, people are not going to do it. So and we the want whole, it to taste good as it's well. It's got to taste good and kind of maybe impress people. Yeah, so I've absolutely. given really easy, great ways to make great food affordable and to actually enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, book. you're not going to do it. No, absolutely. And yeah. if you don't see a difference, and you know, I have skin issues, I have psoriasis, I have all of that. And you know, just even changing my water to alkaline water, I saw a difference. Yeah. And I really believe you are what you eat. And unfortunately, I eat Del Taco, which I really like. Yeah. But I'm trying yeah. to change that you yeah. know, a little bit for my kids' sake. Not yeah. For me, I feel like I'm already ruined. And the liver <laughs> shot, the heart <laughs> shot, it's fine. But I just want to make sure my kids are healthy. So this is a book I'm definitely going to get into. And it's easy. And it won't drive you crazy. Because I thought for a while it was a fad. It's like, oh, no gluten, no this. And I was like, oh. You know, people and people are so nasty. I don't know if you know that, um, but <laughs> some of the some of the you know when people get into the Facebook and the Twitter like gluten free and the research and study it and why don't you just say it's something you're entertaining and doing you know clinical research on? I'm like, oh, you know what? Here's the thing with gluten: celiac is a direct gluten response. And it's a disease. You know, celiac is when you can't absorb um, the protein and it does little tears in your intestine and your body gets infected and you get sick, essentially. There's a correlation between that. It's It's medical. It's that simple. simple. So people can have gluten intolerance. Oh, yeah. It's a protein. You know, guess what? It exists. It happens. And if you feel better eating that way, then, you know. Well, if I can afford it, I will try it. I just, for so long, I was just thinking, gosh, I can't keep up. I've been at the market three times a week. Well, you've got two boys. Yeah. That's crazy. And they eat all day long. I have yeah. to keep them busy yeah. so they don't think about food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right, let's go bike riding. Two hours and no eating. Because when they get bored, they eat. Well, my son is, I mean, oh, forget six about four. it. Yeah, I know. Six I like, four. feel like they're growing an inch a day. He just stands in front of the fridge and stares. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, well, you just have, I'm like, I'm making dinner. It's ready in five minutes. And then I'll have a whole meal and still eat the dinner. Yeah. I'm just like, what am I going to do? It's, yeah. it's really... I'm going to hook you up. Yeah, I'll hook no, you up early yes, with some please. recipes for sure. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And come over. I, I love to cook. Cooking is my therapy. I just, when I get home, I look at the vegetables. I just start chopping. I don't know what I'm going to make. It, it always turns into something, but it's just my way of unwind. I really like it. For the day. Because I, otherwise, like my boyfriend. Are you so stressed out? You have a boyfriend? I do. You have a boyfriend. That's I have a good. Boyfriend. Really? We're on and off. But we're on right now. Oh, okay. Really good sex last night. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Stop bragging. Just stop bragging. We, he snores though, so I didn't sleep the whole night. So. Right. So he's got sleep apnea. So you know. Yeah, he really does. Like, yeah. There, I, I'm like, has anyone ever broken up with you about this? You snoring? can get him a machine. It hooks up to My his dad nose. Has it. I, I'm, it's, it's a not really that, attractive machine. It's not that sexy. I took a picture of it and I put it on Twitter. My dad doesn't know what Twitter is, and I, if he saw it, he would kill me. My mom's like, you need to take that down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, All right, mom. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. a realistic problem. No, it absolutely is. But his, you could do a whole show on that. The sleep apnea. Oh my god, yeah, I can't. Mom. I just, I can't. That's why he has to go to his house every right, once in a while. Right. But you have a lot of stress in your life. I do. Yes. You know, I do. I have, you know, there's lawsuits. There's still lawyer stuff going on between my ex and I. Oh, no. It's absolutely. I'm like, done. Five years later. I, I This is money that should be going towards college funds and I know. kids' gluten-free food. <laughs> it's, I know. Exactly. It's expensive. It really is. So, um, yeah. And then, obviously, The Real Housewives is a lot for me. And Do, do you enjoy... Can I interview a little? Yeah. You okay. Can, I, okay. I'd love to. For do you sure. enjoy doing that show? You know, I it has its ups and downs. Yeah. It has definitely been a great platform for me yeah. to you know have my books out there and, and the things that I'm doing, my wine, my app, all of these things. So it has its pluses, but there's also, you know, minuses. Yeah. Um, they only show a certain side of me because they can't see me with my kids. Right. They can't see me doing business meetings. They see me socializing with women who I probably normally wouldn't socialize with. Right. And these women can be intimidating and judgmental and, you know, and they don't always show everything that happens. Right. So you don't know, you, you think you had a great season and, and then, then you're you see watching it play it out. Well, um, yeah. I know, I know, because even when I did the reality show, we, we shot so much footage for it. And mm-hmm. um, I was careful, but I thought, I, you know, just before it aired, I got so nervous that... You didn't uh, ask for it. Like I'm, I did ask oh, for a final edit, right. but I didn't get it. Well, what happened? Okay, so... Um, well, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, because that must be so stressful. You must go to bed at night in your head, going, "Oh my God!" Like, how do you uh, do? You are you? Does it does it permeate that much now? Or are you pretty good with dusting it off? I I, I have my moments. Recently, yeah. I had a little breakdown because of some things happening that that I don't think should be happening. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm taking care of two little men that what else? I didn't, you know, no education, no this, no that. Well, what was I going to do? So this show really saved my life as far as being financially stable. Yeah. Um, I'm just thankful that I'm doing The Apprentice now because it gives a different side of me yeah. for people to see because I'm not always drunk and crazy and yelling and screaming and fighting. That's not who I am. If it was, I wouldn't be where I'm at in my life. So it, it's frustrating and it's hard, but I feel... I appreciate it still. Well, I think that, um, you know, um, cause I, I, I have this website lemons and lemonades is one of the um, sections and I think it's really good that you, and that we could take situations that were horrible situations and turn them into something that were great. And yeah. the opportunities that are offered to you around it, you know, you, you pick and choose and, and it's not always what you want to do, but then it takes you, it's like one step at a time. I don't think anybody can relate to the situation that you and I have been in and what that's like. Nobody. I think that you're probably the only person that 
could really understand exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. I do speak with women every day. They, yeah. Everyone comes up to me. It happened to me. You know, we all have different circumstances, except for you and I. Yeah. They're very similar, so. Yeah, and, and I used to be ashamed of, I mean, I really resisted doing the reality show. Um, but then I'm like, you know what? For a few reasons, I did it. I did it because I was so tired of being portrayed as the embittered, right. older, ex-wife, cranky, inconsequential, right. just, I was so over it. Right. And I had forgiven her many years ago because I'd forgiven them right. both. because you're moving forward. You're not going to hold on to something I didn't like want to hold on to it because it wasn't good it's for unhealthy. me or my kids. It was stupid. I didn't yeah. care already. already. And, um, and the second reason I wanted to do it is because I got to mention my book and I'm passionate right. about my daughter's health and kids with alopecia. And when kids suffer, I can't stand it. Yeah, you know, either. I mean, as a parent, you know what that's like. You're taking your son to the emergency room. Um, so I got to do that. And then they um, then they, they said that Tori wants to apologize to you. I said, okay. And <laughs> then they offered me an amount of money. And I said, well, time's up by 10, not right. a dollar less. And if you meet that, I'll do it. And they called the next day and said, okay, here you go. And I said, you know what? Fine, yeah. fine. I can do this. I can absolutely all do day this. Long. I can do it all day long. Because if I'm in some big, deep right. emotional scene and it looks emotional, I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. I'm right. not you're really... You're over it I'm and you're so getting paid to be over it. Yes. And you finally get to show that you are over it. I mean, you're in control to an extent. And of course, editing can play whatever they want to... Like, they can take things out. They can't add things, but they can take things out. Well, I was really lucky how I was betrayed because I was expecting a full throw under the bus. You know, I really was. And um, what happened is my son got it, not me. In this show, where his 16th birthday, and they made a big drama about too many kids coming. And I would her, kill somebody. And her being the stepmom, and nobody was listening to her, and Dean was trying to, you know, navigate the kids, and it became this whole episode, and it opened with the first 10 minutes of them talking about their sex again and crying, and all of my son's friends were watching this. This was Jack's introduction. I'd kept him off the reality show legally for right. all these years, but I thought if they're going to go on and throw him a party and show the great kid that he is... Right, and he's old enough at this point to make that choice right. for himself. So he said, thank you so much, Mom, and full blessing went on. And then when we saw it, because I'm not uh, – I've never been on a reality show before, so we were like tweeting and getting all right, excited, excited and our popcorn and sitting in front of the TV. And then watching this unfold for him was so painful. And the way they cut it was horrible. And I mean, Dean should have put – his foot down. Well, they're executive producers, so they they're, exactly. But he hadn't watched the show. That's that's because a cop they, out. they because they sort of went awol at this point, right? But that's a cop out. It, if it your was, son is in it, you sit down, you take a half an hour, and you watch it. Right. It was horrible, and my son was devastated and angry, and 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 I just was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. I was really upset about it. So he got it, and not me, which was bizarre. So that was a big, huge, huge issue. Yeah, um, no, I us. mean, anyone that fucks with my kids, I'm telling you, fucking with the wrong mom. I go crazy. Yeah, I went crazy. So in that situation where we were all moving forward, as a, you know, I, I, as I said, Dean and I, 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 I like where we're at now and where he's at in his life and it's day by day. And if he, if he resides there, it's great. And I support him 150%. But after that experience, no more. No, no, that, the, that the reality is no. No. I mean, no. you did them a huge favor. No matter what you got paid, they needed that for their show. I don't watch it. I refuse to watch it. But from what I was reading in the tabloids, because I don't know why I read them, because I, I, I'm addicted to them. I can't stop reading. I think because of 
what happened in my past with everything unfolding in these tabloids. Yeah. Now having people have opinions on me, I'm my friend's like, why do you buy them? I'm like, I just don't know. <laughs> it's like curiosity killed the cat. Well, I can't help it. No, but I know. But it's like the things that people say. It's, it's tough. I actually don't take it that personally. I, I, I try not to. I just I, I'm I like don't. block or I say F you. The only time is when it affects my children or right. they say something about my kids or I've just, I've had, like, there's, don't catch me on a day when I've just had it because I will go crazy. Yeah. And it's, and then I'm like, you know what? Why are you letting these random haters from middle America that don't know you even have an opinion? You put yourself out there for, I'm in public eye. I put myself out there for this. Everyone can have their opinion. My friends and family know who I really am and they love me and I love them. And I just, I try to tell my that myself that every day. Yeah. But it's, you know, I get sucked in on occasion. I get some things that are mean. Lately, not so much mean, but sometimes just crazy mean stuff. And uh, I just don't, you know, you're right. I just don't really care about it. I don't, no. I don't, I don't. You can't invest in it. I it's don't. Un, it's not healthy. I don't engage in it or invest in it because you could become full time. Oh, it's. And be it, cyberbullied. It like, it's like a, it's re- really a job. Yeah. Social media in itself. Yeah. I have somebody that helps me with mine. Thank God. I do a lot of it myself, but it is a straight up job. Yeah, it is. So now, do you at this point with where you are with Dean? Yes. Do you respect him? Do I respect him? Um, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> I, you know, that's a, you know, that's an interesting question because it could be applied to both. Yes. <laughs> and um, both parties. Dean, I will never hate Dean. No, I won't use my fi- no, but, no. but I will never, and I will always have sort of um, a soft spot for him. And with our discussion the other day, I know he's, I know he's trying to get it back into the groove. And I mean, I know him, Good. like you said, like all the stuff you read about yourself and all that. The people who know you, we were married thirteen right. years. My friends, my family, you they know, know, they know right. what his deal is and the demons that he's fought over the years. And I want him to be a good father for Jack. And right. I, I want him to be happy. And I don't envy his life on any level, what no. he has to contend with. You know, he has got a difficult road. I mean, it's a lot. So and how does, but how does he sustain that? Like, what are the, what are they going to continue this forever? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I really don't. There'll be something. It scares me. There, there, there will be something. There will be something else will come up. It will continue. It will continue in some fashion, and hopefully, he can stand his ground and get back into his acting and you know do. I don't his think stuff. anyone. Unfortunately, I just don't think anyone's going to hire him. I feel like he is like a d bag. Sorry for every everyone I know that has a opinion on him. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and I and listen, I get the same with my ex husband. Yeah, of course. I have, Yes, I will always love him as a father of my children. I never want anything bad to happen to him. I don't want him to fall ill or anything like that. Respect well, unless you is- had a life insurance policy. You might, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, okay? No, no, no. Not my kids love their dad. That's yeah, the one course. thing. I mean, like, he's yes. a good dad. Yes. He's a much better dad after our divorce. Yeah. Before we, when we were married, he was golfing every day. I yeah. never saw him. We had a nanny and had me. Yeah. And he is a much better dad now. So I will say divorce made him a better parent. I will always love him as the father of my children. Respect is is not there for me. I don't have I, – I wish that I could get that back in some way yeah. because I feel like I can be so dismissive with him at times because I have lost respect for him. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's – you know, 
Um, both of our situations have played out like a bad Lifetime movie. Exactly. And, and, you know, this, and that's how they started. That's how they started. And and this fall, I had my 180 where the, the woman redeemed and the karma and the whole thing. And it all came full circle like it always does. It always it does. Always, life is long. It's it will true. happen. And, you know, that happened. Especially if you eat gluten-free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that did happen. And then... Um, yeah, respect is 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 is, is something just, major that you give to people who earn it and deserve, and deserve it. it. Yeah. yeah. So my hope for him is just that he does well and he's a great dad to Jack and they're right. getting along right now, which is great. They you know they worked out the issues over that show. And we, we, we did a nice long therapy session on that. Oh, so do you do therapy with him and your son? We did an emergency therapy over that one. Oh, interesting. For two or three hours. It was rocky. Now, does Tori go to that? No. Right. Jack did I mean, not would, want her there. I don't blame him. Yeah, and she wasn't really that That's issue it, at that right. moment. So no, Dean and I and Jack and it and it was tough and um and contentious, but um they worked through stuff. And um so they're they're on the right path and, and, and Jack is very invested in his dad right now. That's good. Yeah. So they're working and they're moving forward. Listen, if he loves his father, he I does. That's all that he does. He, you got to be there. He That's does. It. And yeah. I support his dad. Because Jack, Jack was there when Dean came over and we had this fantastic conversation and um, Jack saw it. Right. And that's really powerful, you know. So he was like, that's great, Mom. Th- you know, thanks. Right. And that makes a difference to me. So that. So he apologized to Jack as well. Um, I, he's probably done that privately. Right. But this was the first time I got a, uh, I got a full on. Really, I don't think I'm not. I'm not even allowed to be in the same room with Eddie without her there. Oh, really? It's it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I don't want him. I don't. I mean, I feel like there's conversations we need to have for our children's sake, but I don't think that she needs to be a part of those conversations no. because they don't really have anything to do with her. But he won't. I can't do it without her. So she comes to all the conversations. Well, we, ha- we don't have them. We we have emails now. Oh, email's the worst. I it's, hate email. It's, ridi- it's, I mean, it's horrible. And everything gets misconstrued. It's horrible. It's, yeah, no, it's not good. And then I have my temper, and I, and I wrote a big congratulations on the number for their shows. Their, was their like number? The, was it yeah, a single digit? It was, it, they got the lowest ratings in VH1 history. But who would watch them? I mean, I don't know. I think that... I, I don't know. But, I mean, well, nobody who, did. Well, yeah, but so who would? I was an asshole, and I wrote congratulations. Well, I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Too. We're yeah. human. Yeah. We are human. Yeah, we're going to err. We're going to get mad. We're going to have tempers. Yes. No, I think Tori doesn't. I, she'd be too scared of me. She wouldn't show up. No, that's different. We have that dynamic. So I, you know, no. So I'm getting along with Dean right now, which is a great that thing. That is, is, which is really a great important. thing. It's really important. So I have five more years before that happens. So you well, said yeah. 10 year mark. Yeah, it might come okay. around. Well, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. I, you know what? I it's going to. I hope the kids are grown and out of the house when that happens. Well, I it, just I don't want them to go through. Yeah, and you don't want you know, but it's out of our control. Divorce, it, yeah. it, it, it will. Oh, they're married. They're oh, married, yeah, right? They're okay. married. Um, it will happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do believe what goes around comes around. I know it will happen. I just hope that it doesn't happen on my kids' time. That's all. Yeah. You know, because there are babies, and they're my my eldest is he's so sweet and he's very in tune with all of that because. You know, he's in middle school now and kids gossip and people oh. say things and we're at back to school night, separate, you know, corners right. of the room. And it's, I just want, I, I would love to sit down and just be friends, but so, it's just, just too hard right now. Right. For yeah. them more than me. Yeah. I'm, you know, I get mad with the lawyer stuff cause I'm over it. I want yeah. it to be done. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I could sit and have fish and chips with them. <laughs> with both of them? Um, it doesn't bother. Gluten free, please. She doesn't eat, so I mean, I wish she could watch me eat. But yeah, I mean, I'm kidding. I'm being an asshole, but sometimes I am. It just happens. Yeah, no, it happens. It's human. I listen. I, you know, I, I hung out with my ex husband and his wife for you know a long time there. I was a third wheel. To you, I was a third wheel. Now, have you ever brought a boyfriend around them? Um, uh, uh, Dean once, yeah, just once, but we never double dated or we never, no, no, did, God, no, God, we never did anything like, or <laughs> no, wife swap, no, no. nothing like that no. ever happened. Guy. No, no. Um, he wishes. No, no, it never, it never happened. Um, I don't see it in the foreseeable future, but, um. Now, do you have someone in your life that is important to you? Um, I like romantic wise. I don't at the moment. Well, I don't, you know, this is a tough town to date in. It's tough. It's tough out there. It really is. And men are dicey. Oh, especially in this town. You go to New York and there, there's men everywhere and they're sweet and they're great. And you come back here and they're like 50 dating 20 year olds and they're shady as fuck. Well, and it's also depressing. (laughs) They dress like toddlers out here in the shorts and the t-shirts and the the whole look here is just, you know, my boyfriend has good style. Does he really? Really good. I was just saying, I don't see any attractive men. We were just commenting on like the hygiene and the outfits. It was, it would put you off. Mm, I mean, it does. That's why I keep going back to my ex-boyfriend, but now we're really going to try and be a couple. Really? Yeah. So how long have you been seeing him for? Um, two, over two years, but so really, 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 this last time since uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, since Thanksgiving. Okay. Right, we had breaks. Okay, right. Yes. Um, because he's an only child and he's Latin, much like my ex husband. Right. And there's just a lot that goes with that. Yeah, and well, that's really machismo, isn't that sort of. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. It's, it, there's a lot of, of that. Yeah. Um, but he was raised by a single mother. So right. he gets a lot of where I'm coming from. So yeah. I do have respect for him in that way. And. He's a hard worker and I respect that, you know, it's just, he's an only child, you know how that goes. Um, and so it's hard for him to understand that I have two little men that come first. Right. No matter right. what. He wouldn't like that. No. I mean, he loves the boys. He's right. around them, but right. it's hard for him. I think he's used to being number one. Yeah. So number three might not sit well. No. I mean, he's number one in the romantic yeah. area, but right. when it comes to needs, my children, they have actual needs, you know? So is that like the issue? You know, it it's part of it. It's part of it. It was just more about like, I don't want to throw him under the bus here because I already have a million times, but he, I don't need a third Right. You know, I need um, a man. Yeah. And he is, and I think, and he has a lot of potential. Yeah. He's 46 and oh, it's time. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Is no, he hot? Hard. He's probably hot. He's really cute. Is he cute? Yeah. He's really sexy. What's his name? Oh, you probably can't say. JR. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's hot. Okay. Yeah, he's cute. And he's 46 and never been married? Exactly. Oh, no. Red Didn't flag. Have, I oh, know, but no. that's, that's why we broke up so many times. I wrote about him in my book, Red The Last flag. Chapter. I bought him a plant. I said, here. This and is it your, died. This is commitment for you. One ice cube a week. I got him an orchid. Who kills an orchid? Yeah, it's hard. I'm like, an ice cube <laughs> a week. Deal. Dead. And that's where... But he really now has turned a corner and he's ready for... A commitment. Well, look at George Clooney. Once you start getting up there, you got to right. you got to validate yourself. You can't be with the bimbos and the hookers, and no. I mean, you just can't do that. Like you've got to you've got to you know you get have legit to know when it's time. And I yeah. think you know he it's now time for him. He George could be on the verge. You know, it happens. I think it takes longer for men to figure out who the heck they are. Well, it's really sad when you see those older guys with the really young women. I think it's sad. I mean, I could mean, you imagine the conversations they have? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're really deep. Um, right. Can I, I have your credit card to go yeah, shopping? Your platinum? No, uh, your your, your <laughs> 
your black card. Your black, your black yeah. card. Um, I've actually had men here offer to buy me. Oh, good. Yeah, good. That's to good. buy me or take me to Dubai or to take me on a trip, oh, and it would be nice. it would be a nice you know trip for a girl like me. Um, <laughs> Seriously, I, that is disgusting. No, they're I don't gross. Know people, I, like, here's the thing: there are women out there that will say okay, and that is giving us a bad name. Yeah, I feel like we all have to have respect for ourselves, and don't let these gross men like. Ah, it makes me crazy. I feel like also I say to the women out there that are willing to date men that are married. We got to take the power back. Just say no. I'm yeah. sorry, you fall in love. You know, he might be married. Don't have, do it. Get a divorce first. Yeah. You know, do, yeah. do the right thing. Like, we're our own worst enemy. Yeah. Because there's girls, you're standing with a cute boy, and there's girls flirting with them right in front of you, and you're like, what? what there's a guy code. Well, no, there's no, a girl code. It's, it's a sisterhood. And that's what, when I was sat down for lunch with Miss Spelling, and she um, said that she didn't blame the woman who Dean cheated with. It wasn't her fault. She blamed Dean. And I was like, okay, you know what, sister? You got to own this. Like, it is 50 50. You're complicit in it. You can't do that. You're not getting off that easy. You knew he was married. You yeah. were adopting a child. He had a son. We just moved down here. Just own it. And if right. you own it, I'll respect you. Right. Okay, maybe that's a hard, hard word. I, I, if, you, if you own it. You'll sit there on TV. We, yes, I'll sit there on TV. <laughs> um, and we can move forward and, and we can have a working relationship. But you cannot sit here as a woman and tell me that, it's well, 100% I didn't the man's do fault, anything. Right? Was, you know, it's him. It's women against other women. It that is. is it, that's just unacceptable. Absolutely. And I think we can take the power back, ladies. Yes. So let's do it. Um, Mary Jo, I want to hang out with you. I want to oh, talk to you after this yeah, podcast is yeah, over. Yeah, right. absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I loved it. And we will be right back with Brandi Glenville Unfiltered. Hey, guys. You've probably seen my recent tweets. The nomination process for the 10th Annual Podcast Awards is going on, and I really, really want to win, Right. Who wants to lose? Not me. In order to win, I need your nominations to get my podcast on the ballot this year. So please nominate Brandy Glanville Unfiltered within the entertainment category. And how do you do that, you ask? Go to podcastawards.com, type Brandy Glanville Unfiltered in the entertainment category, and then copy and paste my podcast URL into the designated spot. It's not as hard as it sounds. Do it, people, please. Not sure where to find the URL? Just click on the Brandy Glanville show page at podcastone.com and use that URL in the designated spot at podcastawards.com. There's a lot of dot-coms, I know, but I'm worth it. I promise. Thanks so much, and I really appreciate your support. So I just want to say a big thank you to Mary Jo Eustace, and I really enjoyed talking to you. And please come back, number one. Let's do a show, number two, and tell us, what you have coming up, give us your social media ads. Where can we find you? Okay, well, first of all, you've got to find me a date, okay? Oh, I will. Will yes. you? Okay. All their teeth, a job. I'm going to start low. Okay. okay. <laughs> see, see. I think I can handle that. Okay, I, I got that covered. Okay, see what you can find. Um, I've got my Scared Wheatless is coming out in um, May, June, my cookbook, my gluten-free cookbook. And I'm going to – actually, I'm going to send you some recipes. Yes, please For your do. kids. I'll do that. That's coming out. So hopefully we'll meet again then. And you can find me on Facebook or Twitter, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where that, do we find you? What, what's your at? 
Well, th- see, that's I'm not very technical. What do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you? Like, oh, Mary uh, Jo Eustace at Twitter. Oh, okay, so is that that's your handle? That's my handle, Mary Jo Eustace. Okay, I went with my name. E U S T A C E. So is mine, but a lot of people don't. They write the real because there's a lot of people that oh, right, take right. over and right. have fake accounts and right. Whatnot. Oh, I see. No, I'm just I'm just using my name and my Facebook. I'm 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 old school right now. <laughs> I just use mine too. I mean, it is tr- it's true, but there are a lot of random people that don't. Okay, maybe I'm going to up my social media after this interview. Yeah. I should come up with a really cool handle. No, no, don't change it now. Don't change Once my handle. Again, oh, no, I put it out there. I'm not going to change it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. And so I cannot wait to talk to you after this and cannot wait to get this cookbook. I, I have to tell you, I was really skeptical about the gluten thing until we started talking. And tell I'm me what really... kind of food you like. <sighs> what do you like? <laughs> Mexican and Italian. Oh, oh my God. I, I've it. got, I'm going to give you a recipe for lime tacos and all Seriously, right. yeah. Okay. Five ingredients. Really? Yeah. All right. I yeah. believe you. I can't okay. wait. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciated it. This is therapeutical. Therapeutical, is that a word? It sounds good it to me. It was cathartic. It was great. Well, thanks for coming in, and we will see you guys next week. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get over the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation free, guaranteed savings. And True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP, which is a great deal. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing, information, and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guarantee savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, you can save money, and you never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.